following is a podcast of Echo, a middle school ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, visit lifeatvictory.com slash middle school. We are in week two of this series, Life and Love. And let me just say this. If it matters to God, it matters to us. And we want to live a life that honors God. This week, we're going to be talking about the things that we feel tempted to hide and how they can unintentionally be becoming our master. Before we jump into week two, I just wanted to remind everybody why we exist as a church and a youth group. We exist so that all people can realize God loves them unconditionally. So right now, just go ahead and tap yourself on the shoulder because God loves you unconditionally. Listen, if you missed last week, please go back and listen to the podcast because we don't want you to miss out on what God's been doing. But by the way, we are so excited to call you family. We are all about students being known and needed, nobody forgotten about. The minute that you walked through these doors, you were family. Come on. You're family and you belong. So welcome to our family. As family, we want everybody to know God. And we believe that you will get to know God as you keep coming to services. If you'll keep coming, we believe that through the messages, through worship, through small groups, that God will begin to do a work in you and you will get the tools and the resources to grow in right relationship with the Father. Amen to that. Right now, you could go ahead and get your Bibles out, and maybe that's your phone, however you go through God's Word, but we want to do it together. And remember this, remember that note-takers are history makers, so I just encourage you to take notes today. Let's just go ahead, let's jump into today's talk. If you weren't with us last week, we started this series talking about a topic that is important to all of us, sex. Last week, we discovered that sex was created by God and designed for the proper context. We learned that sex is best when reserved for the right season of life, because when practiced outside its correct context, it has the power to take us away from God's amazing plan for your life. And in case you didn't know, God wants what's best for you. This week, we're going to talk about something that might be consuming a lot of your time. Yep, that's right, your phone. Let me preface this by saying that you will not hear me say phones are bad or that you should run yours over with the car. No, phones can be great. They are super helpful when you need directions or want to watch a funny video about puppies. They also help us stay in touch with people we may not see on a regular basis. Believe it or not, when I was in middle school, it wasn't common for everyone to own a cell phone. But once I had one, my whole world changed. Quickly, I discovered how awesome having a phone was, but how attached I was to it. I never thought about leaving the house without it, because what if someone texts me to hang out? Or what if someone called me and I didn't answer? Well, over the years, this attachment didn't go away. It actually got worse. Once apps like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram launched, there was no way I can go a day, let alone an hour, without my phone. Social media can be a lot of fun, and it's a great way to see what my friends and family are up to. But soon enough, seeing what everyone else had or where they went on vacation caused me to start comparing what I had or where my family went on vacation. So I couldn't just go on vacation. I had to make sure I got the perfect shot of the beach or Cinderella's castle. Filter it just right and then think of a clever caption to go with it. It's fun to take pictures and edit them, but then it becomes a problem when we start posting to prove something. 
When we post a picture, not because we want to share it, but because we want people to know where we are and how much fun we are having, or how much fun it appears we are having. This mentality is a surefire way to overshadow the fun of being with friends or spending time with your family. It's also a way to let jealousy creep in. Soon enough, we will find ourselves obsessing over the aesthetics of our grid or even having multiple accounts simply to appeal to different audiences. Maybe it's simply out of love for photography or keeping in touch with friends, but we have to be careful because it's so easy to get stuck in the comparison trap. Comparing stuff or trips is one thing, but eventually social media can take us to a path of comparison that can really hurt our self-esteem. Maybe you follow a celebrity who always looks so put together and like she has never had a zit her entire life. She always wear the clothes that are in trend and post quite a lot of pictures of her in a bikini. Is she a bad person? Not at all. But do you find yourself looking at her posts and then looking in the mirror? I really hope you don't, but I know I've done it before. When our phones show us someone's highlight reels and pictures of them on all the days they look amazing, it's really tough not to compare our lives to theirs. All of a sudden, we start thinking that everyone else looks like them and we are the odd ones out. Although most of everyone is on social media, I felt like I had to hide how much it was affecting me. I felt like I couldn't be honest about my fears that everyone looked a certain way and I didn't. Or the fact that I spent hours scrolling before I went to bed, comparing my life to other lives. Some of those people I don't even know. Maybe some of you feel stuck. You think that you can't quit social media because all of your friends use it. So it's a way to stay in contact with them and a way to stay in the know. But you know that it's causing you to see your life and yourself in a different light. It's causing you to worry about how your body looks and possibly leading to unhealthy habits. Maybe some of you have been convinced that you are not measuring up to other students in your grade when it comes to appearance and you have found yourself with unhealthy eating habits. You know that your eating disorder is not hurting anyone else, but for some reason you feel like you have to hide it. Or maybe you start cutting to feel better and you are justifying it by saying it's your body and not anyone else's. And even though you are doing it to yourself and no one else, you still feel like it's something that has to be hidden. I want you to take a second and think of some habits people might justify by saying, yeah, but it doesn't hurt anyone else, so it's okay. Which of these do you think is the biggest challenge for your group of friends? So what is the big deal? If it's not hurting anyone and no one finds out about it, why does it matter if it is mastering me? Well, the truth is this, when you are mastered by something, you follow its plan and not God's. God wants what's best for you. The thing you are struggling with does not have your best interest in mind. There's a guy named Paul who wrote a bunch of letters to people who were running the risk of having secrets and becoming mastered by their struggles. In one of his letters, he writes something that we today can learn from. It says this, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, 
but I will not be mastered by anything. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Let's break this down for just a moment. I have the right to do anything. Most of us would cheer for that and say, yeah, that's right. I can do whatever I want and I'm not hurting anyone. But then Paul goes on to say, but not everything is beneficial. Oh, okay. So maybe I have the right to do anything I want, but maybe some things are not great for me. How would we say something is not beneficial today? We would probably define it as anything that takes us away from the plan God has for us. The things that we feel the temptation to keep in secret are never beneficial. Paul then clarifies by repeating this phrase with a little edit. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. See, he recognizes that when we live our life saying, I would do what I want, we open ourselves up to the temptation of hiding the things we shouldn't, the things that are not beneficial and even harmful to us. The last thing he says, to me, is the most interesting. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Maybe a more simple way to say that is like this. The body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So what Paul is saying is our body was created for the Lord, created to follow his amazing plan for our life because he wants ultimately what's best for us. When we follow the temptation to do things in secret, we may not be harming others, but we are harming ourselves. And all throughout the Bible, we learn that God never wants us to hurt another person. But the thing is, you are a person. When you do things that are not beneficial in secret and they become your master, you are doing harm to yourself, a person that God loves. So I'm curious, is there anything in your life right now that has the potential to be a master to you? Is there something that you have been feeling the temptation to keep in secret? After hearing all this, how would you know if your life was being mastered by a habit and you lived out of control? And when you discover the things you are doing in secret, how would you defeat your master? I once heard a great phrase that encouraged me to open my locker and to share my secret and it goes like this. It will never be easier to tell a secret than today. What this means is the longer you wait, the stronger hold your master has and the harder it is to get out. But when you bring things into the light and expose them, you take their power and allow God to free you from all captivity. Some of you have something right now that you need to bring into the light. But what do we do after to keep from falling back into the same mistakes? Maybe it's as easy as keeping your computer out in the open or having a filter on your web browser to give you some accountability. Maybe you need to delete some apps for a little while. Take a week without Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever consumes the most of your time and just see how you feel after a week. It can give you some time to allow God to remind you just how beautiful and perfect he made you. Maybe you need to just tell someone what you're struggling with. 
tell a leader or a close friend, whoever is that safe person in your life, that you are struggling with comparison or hurting yourself for the sake of looking a certain way. It is so important that you place boundaries around your technology as well as your relationships. Accountability is crucial to help you stay on track. A great way to gain accountability is to share with your small group or small group leader. Allowing them to walk with you and carry this burden with you will help you enter into freedom. I want you to finish this sentence in your head right now. I would be able to fight this temptation a lot better if this group would help me blank. Now take your answer with you to small group and begin to bring things into the light to remove them of their power over you. Now, I know this can be a scary thing to do. So as you get ready to head to small group, I want you to think about this question. Is there something going on that you are afraid to let people know about? Maybe you know some people who are keeping things in secret. What is a bad habit that we mentioned today or didn't mention today that someone might keep a secret? As you begin to leave today, I want you to remember what Paul said. You have the right to do anything, but I also want you to remember that not everything is good for you and you can use that right to follow God and his amazing plan for your life, or you can use that right to hide things and be mastered by something that wants to take you away from God's amazing plan. Because it is true that things done in secret have the power to master us.